gorilla will fucking tear you in half, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our czar of source material, John. Excuse me, sir. Do you have the time to talk about our lord and savior, Haruhi Suzumiya? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. And our poser extraordinary tie. Wait, what the fuck? We've already done a BNA spoiler cast. What is this shit? I don't know. We're, we're back for round two, I guess, Natai. This time Enough with, with the furries. More, this time with 100% more John. Oh. Wait, 100% more of 0% is still 0. Do you know math? (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. So, yes, we are doing a spoiler cast of the anime adaptation of Beastars tonight. Um, Like Natai just said, the furry invasion is coming. Fucking degenerates. Yeah, you fucking degenerates. <laughs> this, it all, this is why we can't have nice things. It all started with Kemono Mini Friends or whatever that fucking thing was, right? Now Kimono look friends. Kimono Friends. Kemono Mimi Friends or some shit. Kemimi Momo Friends. I don't remember what it was. Remember how big that Kimono was? Now we've got the fucking shitstorm because they fired the director. Ooh, damn. That was Now we have like full anthropomorphic animals infiltrating our animes. What happened to the simple cat ears and cattails, man? What the hell? This is it. That's how it starts. This is this is the furry agenda. Yes, the furry agenda. It all starts <laughs> nice and easy, you know, just cat ears and stuff, and then suddenly you see a naked bunny with bikinis and bottoms and all that shit. It's just what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is the best start to spoiler cats we've ever done. <sighs> Except maybe that ReZero spoiler cast we did where we all did the... <laughs> I mean, we'll get another shot at that. Oh, I know we will. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Beastars tonight. Um, a little bit of background information on it before we dive into it. It is based on a manga created by Paro Itagaki. I highly recommend you follow her on Twitter if you don't, because she is a fucking treat. She's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Chicken mangaka is, is the best mangaka. <laughs> yeah, Chicken mangaka. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this anime adaptation was produced by Studio Orange. They had previously worked on uh, anime like Dimension W and Land of the Lustrous, which I still haven't watched, but people keep telling me over and over again to watch Land of the Lustrous because it's like 3D CGI done right. Wait, what uh, does that mean? What does 3D CGI done right even mean? Like not 25 frames a second, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm trying to think of other 3D CGI <laughs> that I actually did not mind or rather i should say i liked i, I mean overload shit the bed real quick with that cg <laughs> yeah uh, I, I don't think it's possible what about uh ghost in the shell sac 2045 sac 2045 yeah sac sac 2045 sac get sac get sac 2045 <laughs> i have a hard time taking it seriously when people call it get sac <laughs> Like something that you'd hear in like in a COD match on Xbox Live. I know. Get sack, fucking bitch. <laughs> um, good lord. Anyway, I digress. Um, this anime was directed by uh, Shinichi 
Matsumi, who was previously an episode director for the aforementioned Land of Lustrous, and Rage of Bahamut Genesis, another anime I still have yet to watch. Isn't that the one based uh, on the uh, mobile game? I believe so. Also, mm. also, shout out to our scriptwriter, our MVP that wrote the best episodes of BNA. Yeah, the two best episodes of BNA, uh, Nanami Higuchi, which I really tripped up on when we did our BNA spoiler <laughs> cast. Um, I finally was able to pronounce the name right tonight. Um, yeah, he wrote uh, the script for the entire uh, anime, all 12 episodes. Oh. Uh, well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You didn't like VNA, and it is a shame you weren't on our VNA spoiler cast because I'm sure you would have just laid into all of it. Oh, this. man. I know you didn't want me on that podcast because that topic, because I would have ripped into it. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> Not the face. Uh, so let's actually jump right into it. So let's talk about the art. As I mentioned, this is 3D CG animated, like, completely. And I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I actually can't imagine what this would have looked like 2D. I don't think it would have been nearly as good if it had been 2D. Well, first of all, the manga looks really bad. <laughs> okay. Really? I, okay, so, yeah, I don't want this to necessarily be a spoiler cast for the manga, but since you brought it up, I will say, because I do read it too, or at least I read it now, um... Yes, the art is not great, especially the the mangaka has a distinct lack of background art in a lot of panels. Like yeah, a it's, lot of panels. It's pretty rough. Really? Um I thought the 3D CGI was okay. It didn't look like complete shit. Mm. But I, I honestly wouldn't say the animation and the art is a main focus of the show. Mm. I just I just don't think it would have looked anywhere near as good two D. Mm. Maybe that's just I, me. I tell you what, I think that they pretty much like did one of the best things they could with this, with all 3D animation, but like also utilizing uh, 3D camera camera movements and stuff, like actually yeah. utilizing that whole uh, technology, and also like Wait. the sets themselves look fucking great. Well, yeah, you see that you see sets. that whole thing at um um in the in the I think it's, yeah it's the first episode where yeah. um uh Legashi attacks Haru like that was the cameras moving around constantly in that. And also, like, in one of the theater episodes where they have this fight on stage. That's also, yeah. like, very well put together in terms of, like, the camera movement. I think it's because a lot of 3D CGI anime that have come out, they contain a lot of, like, action sequences. So mm-hmm. a lot of the budget goes towards, like, that. So then the rest looks like shit. But with Beastars... But even the not- action looks shit in most of these shows. Like, I remember watching Slime, and I love Slime. But, man, when the fucking CG orc army showed up, that looked terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially since, since not like, great. Especially since all the other animation is amazing. Yeah. And, well, I think I think B Stars is helped by the fact that it's completely 3D CG. Whereas yeah. like Slime Tensei is they use this the CG in certain parts and it it really stands out and it stands out really badly. Yeah. Um I I, I think a, an an anime where the 3D CG isn't done well and it is a full or mostly full 3D CG show is Knights of Sidonia. Um, Which is a shame because I also read Knights of Sidonia. (laughs) It's a pretty decent story. Like it's not bad, but Mm. God damn, is that anime bad? Like it doesn't help that it runs at like 20 frames a second. Yeah, It's pretty disgusting. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, but how for... how could you forget Berserk 2016? That we ooh, don't ooh, talk. We about don't that. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, especially since they do sprinkle in the good 2D animation. You're like, what the fuck? The hand drawn. Yeah, they're like they, they they sprinkle they like hold it in front of you like a fucking carrot. It's like this is what you want, isn't this is what you want? <laughs> it's like nope. Here's this like 30 seconds of hand drawn art, and like, why did you not just do this for the whole thing? Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I I personally love the the 3D CG. I thought it was about as well done as it could have been. Yeah. Um, I also I love how well the character designs worked in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, espe- like and the, the character designs themselves, I think deserve a special mention. Um, because like they just they work. They fucking work. We're like in B and A, right? That it's all very cartoony and it's very the characters feel very elastic. Because well, mm. mostly because it's a trigger anime, because that's how they design their characters. But with B stars, like these characters feel solid. Yeah, like, they feel if you like actually grounded. Hit them, you were gonna heavy. hit something. Yeah, I mean they have like this weight <laughs> in the world. I There's guess. this, but then so the animal designs is like they they they're just characters of animals, or rather, they're not characters of animals. They're just the animals, but yeah. They have anime eyes. It's that's literally the only difference. <laughs> but that's not that's not all there is to it. There's also like their mannerisms, the way they they carry themselves out. Like I absolutely adore how Legoshi is a character just moves around this world. You know, it's like it's like just you know his back is all arc like just hunched over. And he's lanky yeah, hunched over it. exactly. He, he yeah. looks, he's like a he, lanky he, he person. He moves around. He yeah. moves around like an introvert. Yeah. yeah, and uh, th- that's like, and that that philosophy of how these characters moves around, it's like being applied to the rest of the cast, and I absolutely love that. It gives so much, like you know, personality and and just a, like this certain energy to this show. I do know one thing that some people were freaked out about is there is uh, some issues with proportions <laughs> with some of the characters. Some of the characters have really tiny heads on big bodies, and some people have big heads on tiny bodies. Yeah, I didn't notice something. Didn't feel too distracting to me. But I mean, I, like, like that's that... Lewis has a very small head considering the size of his body. I'm yeah, sorry, but he also you mean the... Rui. Oh, well, Duh. Lou, Lewis. However, the Rui. fuck I've heard it pronounced three different ways. I've heard Rui. it pronounced three different ways now. I've heard it pronounced Lewis, Louis, and Rui. It is. We are only going to go by the official Japanese dub, and it's pronounced Rui. I the just want to say, every time you Louis. talk like that, you sound exactly like Pink Guy. God, <laughs> <laughs> I miss Pink Guy. Fucking trash. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but okay. I, I do know that that's something that people did kind of have an issue with, and I, I do see it, because there's, so, there's some characters that seem kind of out of proportion, and it hits that sort of uncanny valley where you, you realize what it's supposed to be, but it's like... No, I still don't think it's that bad though, because you know anime is always disproportionate. So maybe it's because I've I've gotten so used to watching anime where it doesn't bother yeah. me. Like I yeah, barely want to see some. It. You want to see some really disproportionate faces? Watch Uzaki John. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. I like the manga way better than the anime, but no, I was gonna say canon, but <laughs> or not not can air. Air was worse. yeah. I was about to say Clanad. Go what? Go see Clanad. Oh my god! <laughs> Those you want to talk eyes. about those fucking giant eyes that are about three quarters the size of the face? <laughs> yeah. So again, it it just feels like it's it's to me it's normal, you know. And like yeah. I said, it doesn't bother me that it's three D CGI. Like it's not bad. I wouldn't say it's outstanding either. Like 
sure they have some mannerisms down when they uh have like movement and stuff but overall again it's not very actiony so there's not much to look at in the animation department yeah so mm-hmm. i mean probably the the biggest action sequences i mean it's if unless you're counting the stuff towards the end um which has a lot of action um especially the fight scene between the mob boss whose name i forget uh and uh legoshi yeah the, the really before then the only real action there was one where legoshi attacks haru and at the very beginning and then there's the uh the stage play yep. yeah scenes those, Th- those are, are the three yeah those are, those really are those are the only three like action oriented sequences in the entire show and they're done really well i think they're all done really well yeah i'd agree all right. Well, um, I guess we can move on to the OST, which um, fucking rules. <laughs> this this the OST was scored by uh, Satoru Kosaki, um, who previously had worked on these scores for both uh, seasons of the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya and the movie, The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. But more uh, importantly, and, but more importantly, he has <laughs> done the scoring for a vast majority of the Monogatari series. Explains why the scoring is so fucking good. <laughs> like, yes, that's this that's guy. One thing this that guy really stood out in B stars to me. Like, uh, I remember when I picked it up because everyone was talking about B stars, right? And I was like, yeah, I really don't care. I, I I had doubts about watching it because I was like, it's basically just Zootopia the the anime, right? And kind of, not really, but, but not kind really. of. Like, it has, like, the same premise of, like, carnivores versus herbivores, and, you know, there's this whole society's bias towards the carnivores and stuff, which Zootopia is all about. But, that you know, that's a kid's film, but this one is, uh, it's like, it's it's a teenage drama, right? There's rabbit titties in it. There are rabbit oh, titties in here. And- rabbit season. <laughs> oh. Rabbit season. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, one thing that I, I really enjoyed was the scoring because it's just – it's, like, super jazzy and it's mm-hmm. very um, mood-setting. Like, yeah. Just, very atmospheric. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. The it main is. theme is so good and so kind of even a bit melancholic and absolutely love it. And also mm-hmm. the insert songs they have from time to time, these very, uh, like, very chill uh, insert songs with the – I can't remember the name of the vocalist, but – they're great. Really reminded me of Kekai Sensen, actually. Some of the vo- intro and jazz. Yeah. Some of the intro songs in that show. You like jazz? Like jazz? <laughs> I will say, uh, this isn't necessarily indicative just to B-Stars, uh, but there's been uh, multiple anime recently that have incorporated jazz like soundtracks and OSTs, and I'm very happy about this because jazz is like my favorite musical genre. I Please, more of this anime studios. Old man. <laughs> I am an old man. I'm getting to be... Hey, it's the <clears> 20s <throat> again. Can we please just bring jazz music back? I mean, I'm hearing a piano. Is that Jonah's theme? What? Oh, man. But yeah, like, the way the, uh, the opening song is, like, swing mm. jazz, it is so good, and it sets up into each episode really well. Like I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really go into this thinking I'd like the OP and like the music, but it's it's just so good. It it makes me feel like dancing. I'm, well, it just it's it sets the mood. It's atmospheric, and it just makes me like in the mood to watch this show. Like it's all thematic. Yeah, I adore yeah. the animation of the opening. It's so oh, yeah, good. The stop, we gotta talk about that. The stop motion. The stop animation. motion. That was oh. awesome. 
Yeah. Fucking I, great. I cannot and- imagine how much effort it took to make that. Like, as much effort as we think making, like, an animated opening sequence is, like, that's got to be so much more work. But it works so well. It's so fucking yeah, good. And it's, like, I, I, and it's also, again, thematic because they're puppets in a play. Because yes, there's a yeah. bigger picture. There's a story happening in the background, which is yes. really cool. And they're uh, in the drama club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's thematic. Whoa. Whoa. It's like a theme inside of a theme. Oh, man. Theme section. I love, I love, I love how, like, as the OP progress, it's, like, more lighthearted. And then they start dancing. It's all fun and games. And then at the end, the OP is Legoshi pretty much just eating Haru. It's all bloody yeah. and stuff. I also like how it ends, like, and that's called jazz. <laughs> this fucking song is so good. I fucking love that hook. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, man. Just, just everything about the music of this is just absolutely fucking fantastic. Just And, and it sets the mood. And like you said, it's, it's very atmospheric. And especially the scenes where there's lots of tension. Like, mm. you feel it just with the music. It's, oh, God, I fucking love when music does that. Yeah. They built a good fucking anime around the music. It's surprisingly yeah. well made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something else I do want to talk about is uh, the voice acting, specifically for the oh. English dub, because like as good I you know I've I've watched this I've actually watched this in three languages now. Um, <laughs> I've watched this. It, well, it. I've only watched one episode in Spanish, but I watched uh, I've watched it fully now, all twelve episodes in both Japanese and English, and I have to say. The English dub is pretty damn good. Like I really liked it, especially the voice of Legoshi. Like I and the guy, the guy who does his voice. Let me look it up real quick. Um, he also uh, voices a JoJo character in Part Five. Does he? In the oh dub. yes, he is a uh, Formaggio. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's a, he's Jonas Scott, who's relatively new to the voice acting scene. He's um, pretty good. I, yeah, from what I, what little I've seen so far, very good. Mm-hmm. I, I I I watched only the first episode dubbed a while back, and I, re- I was really impressed by his performance. It was fucking great. Yeah, I'm just waiting also, for you guys to finish so I can just rip it apart. <laughs> Before oh the, the dub or the the dub <laughs> rip and tear oh. until it's done. <laughs> I want to talk about the Japanese saves, so go ahead and rip the dub. All right, so I watched the first four episodes in the English dub. Because someone wouldn't shut the fuck up about saying it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. I and love the English dub. My God, you could be s- no more wrong because it's fucking like. <sighs> okay, so Legoshi, his dub actor was actually did a phenomenal job. I give him props. He really portrayed him and like he really acted out the emotions that Legoshi was feeling, and I I enjoyed it. Everyone else, garbage. Listen, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like Lagoshi's English voice, um, it gives me tingly parts down below. Oh, Gross. come on. Anyway, yeah. So I think show yourself the, the door. Lagoshi's voice actor in English is fine. He does a great job, like portraying him and being Lagoshi. So it's it's good. Uh, everyone else, like Louis and Haru, and literally everyone else in the cast, garbage. It was just like B tier to me. I was just like, whatever. Especially Haru. I hated her voice actress. I was just like, ugh. She's- yeah, Haru, I, I'll agree that Haru could have been a little better. Because, uh, so, in the in, in the Japanese dub, Haru's voice actor is, like, more facetious, you know? Not as bitchy. 
Yeah. But the English one was a little more, more bitchy in her tone and how she conveyed messages. And I'm just like... The tone was very sarcastic a lot. Yeah, it, it just didn't really make Haru's character like it did in the Japanese dub. And I, you know, I'm sure you can call me a, a Japanese dub, like supremacist and subs over dubs <laughs> for sure. And I, I watched a lot of things, but I... If you guys have listened before, I do call out good dubs. Like, I don't mind English when it's done well. In this circumstance or in this capacity, I, I just can't say it was a good dub. I gave it four episodes. I tried, man. It's just, it just falls flat. All the acting yeah, falls flat, fair. except Lagoshi. Lagoshi was the only one that was good, but that's not enough because this isn't an anime that's just about Lagoshi. There's a whole, like, fucking cast of characters in the background that also talk and stuff. Mm. Yeah. I think, so, part of the reason that Haru's English voice actor might have come off as flat is because, I mean, she's done some main characters, but she mostly does supporting characters. And, like, I, I, you didn't have to tell me she's twice. She's also the English I, voice of the Tachikomas and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, and she does the Tachikomas huh. very well. I love the English Tachikomas. They're so cute. Maybe, maybe it's just down to, like, poor direction that they gave I don't her. know. It just felt that like everyone was be. a B tier actors, you know. You know how there's certain animes like I don't know the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya dub, or like the Clannad dub. It's all just like B tier actors and actresses, and you're just like, they really scraped the bottom of the barrel to collect like the, the fucking lowest bidder for this part. Like holy shit. I would I I would I would actually argue the only really standout performance in the in the Haruhi dub is Wendy Lee as Haruhi. Eh, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> but but the the Japanese voice acting is absolutely on point. Oh no, I love like, the Japanese one. It's way better. <laughs> apparently they also like how they went about like recording recording like, you know, the lines for the show was a, a bit different from most anime. Like for, from I can't remember where I read this article, but apparently for for every time one of the characters had these like inner monologues or inner thoughts Apparently they would use a different mic. It's so fucking weird. It's a mic that looks like a broom or whatever. And you can actually hear that. It has like this more uh, rough, I guess, sort of sound. Very, I don't know. There's something about it that sounds a bit rougher, rough around the edges, which mm. is pretty cool. And apparently when they went about the recording sessions, when there's you know, like a bunch of characters in uh, in in one scene, they when they recorded... When they were going about the recording sessions, they would like actually direct them in the booth as like as though it was like a as a theater scene, you know. Oh. So they would like walk around and talk to each other, and they had these mics set up all across like the. Uh, so the they were they were the like actually booth. like acting yeah. while they were voice acting, yeah. which that is makes like a lot more sense. Yeah, it's so cool because uh, they were they were physically interacting with each other. Yeah, yeah, which is so cool because like when I watched the show, I. There was something about it that, like, uh, uh, the voice acting really stood out to me for some reason. And after like reading about it and finding out like how much effort they put into the actually actually recording like the the entire voice cast of the show, that was like, I respect the shit out of that. That's so cool. That's a hell of a lot of effort to put into that. But it comes it paid through. Off. It's it's conveyed yeah. through. Like it's it's one of the small things that not I would say everyone would pick up on, but. When people do notice it, it's nice, you know, but it's like it, yeah. it just contributes overall to the great story that's being told. Yeah. yeah. To, to, it contributes to our entertainment. It's, it's a good yeah. thing. 
it pulls you in and makes the whole thing feel that much more alive and it's it's great yeah makes you feel like it's an actual world you want to be in well i don't know i don't know dude i don't know yeah i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) okay fair 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 point but speaking (laughs) of that story john let's actually talk about the story because uh unlike unlike how what what uh uh, Natalia and I talked about last time, which was BNA, uh, which was more of a situationally driven story. This is an entirely character driven story. Yes. And it follows our main character, Legoshi, and. Legoshi. Lego Boy. <laughs> and, Best uh, Lego Boy. Yeah. I mean, he's the main character. There's a bunch of supporting characters around him that aren't, they're not really main characters because we only follow around Legoshi, but there are a lot of other characters who are, what's the word I'm looking for? Not contingent. Um, mainstay. You'll get it in a second. Mainstay? I don't, I don't, I don't remember, man. It's early. Supporting? <laughs> they're, they're integral. That's the word I'm integral. looking for. <laughs> integral. Integral. Yeah. They have a lot of background characters that are integral to the overall story. You know, like when we meet Rui for the first time, and he's just like, oh, he's like the school's Madonna, right? Hmm. He's the one who's going <laughs> to yeah. be the next B-star. And he's like, has this haughty attitude and bosses Legoshi around. And you don't really think of him as like part of the main character crew because we are always following Legoshi. But as the story advances and stuff, we find like all the people that Legoshi meets actually has a role in his life. And they're actually real people. It's a real setting. And that's what's cool about this. It's an actual story. It's not just like... Yeah. A or A happens, so B has to happen, so C happens, and then it kind of just like goes to its own thing, like in mm-hmm. B and A, where it's just fucking situation driven. It's stupid, but <laughs> I really wish I was there to talk shit about B and A. The cool thing about Legoshi is that he doesn't realize a lot of the stuff that's going on around him until he actually starts to open up to the people that are fucking around him. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, he's our main star and he's used to, you know, he starts off saying, or not he starts off saying, but we start off learning that he doesn't like fighting, even though he's like a big gray wolf and people are scared of him. And that's why, like, Rui talks about, like, you bare your fangs to avoid fighting. What a weird guy, you know, because he's someone who doesn't want to cause trouble. He wants to keep his head low. And when he starts actually, like, realizing the people around him and he starts realizing, oh, people have feelings and I have feelings and... We need to communicate and this and that. He starts caring more about his circumstances and things around him, and he starts noticing things more. You know, and that's like that's real. That's what it, real life is like. Yeah. When you don't care about yeah. anything other than yourself and wanting to keep yourself safe, you don't have a very wide field of view on life, on anything around you, because you're only concerned about yourself. You know, and it's yeah, just, you you can't see you can't see the forest or the trees. Yeah. But it always st- struck me as like he he does that at the beginning because he's scared to like open up and like in his eyes maybe even hurt people you know because yeah, because he, he's he, people see him as this big wolf guy and like they're always yeah. trying to pick fights with him and he's just like i don't want to pick fights like i'm a yeah you know, he doesn't want to be what society thinks he should be he wants mm-hmm. to be who he just he wants is. to keep to himself stay in the shadows and like just you know not make a scene out of anything and be just be by himself and that's why I absolutely love that scene. It was in it's his name episode Yoshikage one. Yoshikage Kira. <laughs> in episode one, that scene where he approaches the... Is she? I think it's a sheep. Anyway, the this girl that was... Uh, the guy who got killed at the beginning of the show. Oh, Tem's crush. So, 
Yeah, yeah tennis, tennis crush. crush. L's. Yeah, when he when he approaches her with the letter, that scene is so wonderful and like just portraying him as this very just such a gentle guy, you know. Yeah, but it's it's contrasted so well with his stature. It's and like how he's, he's yeah. so creepy. <laughs> yeah, he acts so creepy. <laughs> he's like he's like this big hulking guy that's just this crowded over you. He's like, hi, you have this. <laughs> And then, Bye. like, the fact that she freaks out and is like, I knew I couldn't trust you, carnivores. And he's like, um, well, anyway. Um, here's a letter. Here's a letter for you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll tell everyone that you weren't actually a creep and trying to eat me. He's like, no, no, I'm used to it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he's just like, like, oh, she, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also inadvertently some really good world building too. It's like yeah, you f- you feel like this is how carnivores are used to being talked to, yeah, with by herbivores in this world. Yeah, and it's all this is all in the first episode where it sets up everything for us. You know that mm-hmm. we understand the circumstances in the world. Uh, we mm-hmm. understand how herbivores and carnivores get along. Like it's it's a really good setup for the rest of the anime. It sets up yeah. everything that we need to know that's put on the back burner. Then we get to see yeah. little bits and pieces of it throughout the show to reinforce it. Like this is storytelling that, that was, done well. Yes, that was that was the cool thing. So the story actually opens up with you know you hear about the murder of an actual herbivore student, and it's being it's been done by a carnivore, but you you're never explicitly told that it's a carnivore student. It just happens on school grounds. Yeah. Well, no, we're we're told explicitly because Tem was like, I knew you carnivores couldn't oh, be trusted. Oh, that's right. So it was that's pretty right, explicit. That's right. Um, that it does, yeah, but that doesn't but, necessarily mean that it was but, a student, but it's heavily implied that it is, but it's not outright stated. Yeah, no one knows who actually did the crime, and the no. people outside of us, the viewer, don't actually know that it was a carnivore that did it, but they throw accusations yeah. anyway because, it just again, it sets the setting for the world of like how mm-hmm. carnivores are still seen as vicious compared to the herbivores. Also, surprisingly, that whole storyline of the murder takes a bath a backseat for the entirety of this first yeah, season. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, which so really surprised me. Yeah, that yeah, was going to ask about that because we're front loaded with that right at the beginning of the story, and you're kind of expecting, oh, this is going to be like a murder mystery that takes place in a nope. school, and over the course <laughs> of the story, you're going to actually get little bits and pieces of who the actual killer is, and it's nope. like, okay, they what they do is they 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 set that up at the beginning, and then every couple of episodes they'll like there'll be some subtle reminder that oh this event happened, but they're actually still investigating it, and nothing exact new has been discovered yet. And then by the end of the se- the end of the first season, all you're left with is well, this still happened. We A still tease. really don't know anything, <laughs> and this killer is still out there. Yeah, and because of how it ended, like with that cliffhanger in season one, I continued onto the manga because I was like, dude, I need to know. I need to know what happened. <laughs> like, fuck this. I can't. I'm not waiting around for season two. Like, didn't they just announce season two was coming out? Like last they announced week it when the they, show they first it. when the show they ended. They announced it. They yeah, they announced it in the last yeah. episode. That the last episode ends with a uh, a title card that says "See you second season." Yeah, but then they finally announced the when second season was coming out. It's coming Next out year. in twenty twenty. It was actually supposed to come out, I believe, in fall of twenty twenty. But because of COVID, it's actually been pushed back to twenty twenty one. Oh, I see. So it was only like a year, half a year delay. Yeah, about, about a year. Okay. Yeah, so because of the cl- fucking cliffhanger, I was like, no, fuck that noise. I'm going to go read the manga. <laughs> so that's how well, it all started. Let's not, let's not discuss how that ends. I'm not going to discuss it, but but I'm like, pretty excited for season two. I'm looking forward to watching it um, because mm. the story is really, it's not bad. 
like I went into again watching this with doubts because I was like, isn't it just bullshit anime Zootopia? And it's really not. It's its own thing, and it's it's very interesting how the world is built. You know, when you yeah. uh, when the carnivores go to the city and they go to the black market, for example, like yeah, that's the something black market is great. That was super cool. Also, yeah. yeah, I love Panda Dude. Panda Dude is awesome. Panda is the oh. best. <laughs> yeah, it's like he made My me want to just be like vegan and be super buff <laughs> and just yes. be like a panda. <laughs> I'll call myself Panda Lips or something. And Dude, how, how come this show just introduces this Chad Panda out of nowhere? It's like, wow. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I like how he just like his entire personality is just giving out like philosophy for no reason well he's like anytime he, he shows up he starts some starts in on some philosophy shit and it's like thanks man he he's a trope you know he's the uh the hard-boiled like character that's in that's been in with the <laughs> yeah. underground right like he's that yeah. type of trope and i don't hate that type of trope because i nope. just it was interesting like the way that they portray the panda dude and how he fits into this society that's awesome. Yeah. I like I like how they they mix that trope, which is being a fucking badass and carrying around a bamboo crossbow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's cool, dude. He's like ex yakuza, and but it's also really good because it it uh, when Lagoshi meets him, he learns like Lagoshi's like you know he's been battling with this. Oh, I'm a carnivore, and this I'm supposed to act like this, and that's why he goes to the city with his carnivore friends because they're like we we're supposed to eat meat. It's in our nature, you know. And Lagoshi has been struggling with his own inner demon about, like, being true to himself. But what really is himself? Because what does he enjoy? He likes flowers. He likes quiet things. He doesn't like standing out and being the big, bad, tough guy. But then we meet the panda guy who's this big, bad, tough guy who everyone knows, like, well, he's a bear, but he's a panda. You know, pandas are, like, the least threatening bear of all bears, right? They're little cute little fucking sneezing things we see on YouTube, you know? It's this this idea where he gets smashed to the ground. Like this is one of the examples where, you know, you don't have to be what the world thinks you are. You can be who you want to be. And that's a really cool thing. That's why I, you know, it fits. It's a good story. Yeah. It gets told really yeah. well. Yeah. That whole growth of Legoshi throughout this first season is, is really well done. I, I really loved it. That, one of my favorite, favorite bits is in the construction of the festival. That, that, that last shot of Legoshi, I think it was with the, the paint, it's like rubs it against his face when he's like realizing that yes when he, he realizes he does, that he loves Haru and he's going to go Louis. after her because yeah like he realized no I'm actually gonna do something about it and not be a, a, just a passive loser about like th- this this whole situation that that whole love, bit is one of my favorites yeah, I love I, lo- I love that scene what a phenomenal way to end the episode too yeah. by the way where he just he's got this bunch of paint in his hand and he just squeezes it so hard that it just explodes and then it's Instead of cleaning it up, he just rubs it all over his face. It's to so make good. him savage. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I, I was gonna ask before we got off on this massive tangent about pandas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool, dude. <laughs> about how the, the idea of front loading the mystery onto the story, and then like, it was like one episode of setup, and then like a mystery, and then like 12 episodes or 11 episodes of world building and romance. <laughs> like what, what, what do you guys think of that? Like structure? So I'll tell you what, like as a hook, it's fucking amazing because that, that whole scene of the murder of Tim 
absolutely love the colors of it, like how it's all like black with the outlines and stuff. It's 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 great. It's so well put together. It intrigues you and hooks you in. It's amazing. Then the show lets the just the the world and the world building keep keep on you know engrossing you and entertaining because it's so well done. It's so fascinating. But not gonna lie, some of like like the first like the first four or so episodes of the show when some of them focused mainly on the theater club kind of lost me for a bit which is weird <laughs> because i was i was in a theater club myself and i loved that shit but it, it just it felt kind of it didn't feel like it was going anywhere it's like oh did, what it, did, it, it, did did you think it felt a little melodramatic it, i mean N- not so much. It just felt like it wasn't really going. It, w- it was just like, yes, we need to get this stage play up and running and all that. And it just, it was just whatever. It- I kind of felt like it was a lot of, it was, well, not a lot, but quite a bit of force. You're talking about drama. how Louis is like, oh, I broke my leg, but I still gotta keep going. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, gotta get a little further I don't know. beyond. That felt, that felt in character to me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see, I. Honestly, if they didn't do that murder mystery thing in the first episode and tacked it at the end of the season, it would have made zero difference. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, because to me, the murder mystery thing, like, it, it does set up the premise of, like, the herbivores versus carnivores thing. But the mm. fact that they never circle back to it until the end, where, like, oh, yeah, that thing still happened, I kind of yeah. didn't like that, you know? It, except, it, it, well, yeah, except for, like, the couple of scenes you got where, like, Lagochi's walking past the, like, memorial thing where the flowers are, and it's like, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. yeah I disagree. Like, I, I because you're right, because right after that, it switches modes and follows Lagoshi, and we're following his, like, basic boring life. But it's, it's yeah. I get that's why they do it, because it's supposed to be, like, well, his basic boring life is like this. This is how he likes to live in the shadows, just mm. around people, and then... He doesn't really care, and it's not until it ramps up later, and it, it makes more sense. But it's like it's it's supposed to be an organic story, right? Sure, you know, I don't have like. an issue with that. I don't have an issue with that. My issue was ju- the the um, the theater club storyline. Just didn't feel like it was going anywhere interesting. Aside from that, the whole world building and just you know getting to know the school and seeing how everything worked. Like I I fucking love that. Th- there's this one shot where you see these like small critters just walking to the side of the walls, and there's a sign that says, "Yeah, all small animals walk to the side of the walls, so no one steps on you." Like I love that shit. It gives this per- yeah. this show personality and character, and that's great. Just the whole plotline of them getting the stage show like going and the whole like relationships in that club just didn't really grab me at first eventually i i really liked it and i love the characters and how they interacted with each other but for a bit for like a good two episodes it felt kind of like dragged a bit yeah that's that's that, um, but i'm just talking about that storyline aside from that i absolutely loved the entire like everything else well see that's why i said because of the whole theater club's like storyline, that's why I feel like the murder thing should have happened after that, you know? Because then it would have been it would have been the catalyst. It would have made more sense. Yeah. You would have had a know. lot of uh, you would have had a lot of um, suspects <laughs> too. Yeah, because then it would have been like, was it motivated by a carnivore because he was hungry? Was it motivated because they wanted a role because Tamu's role finally opened up? You know, like I don't. They could have done it a lot better. You know, there could have been more intrigue into it, intertwining the story. But again, it's it's because Legoshi, since we're following him and he's a background character throughout the entire thing, that's why we got to watch that melodramatic, like, I'll be the Grim Reaper dude and 
this fucking stupid shit until we get to the uh, fight scene of course then the fight scene is pretty awesome so i did i did like the um the illusion that uh rabbit's blood being used is like a stand-in for for drugs yeah that was actually really cool yeah i don't What's know it, rabbit blood? wasn't it just uh just herbivore the, blood? her scent now, well, I think it was it was actually rabbit's blood. I think is what they said in the show. Oh, I don't but know. Didn't, for, didn't for the me, guy just I'll... say because carnivores get a high because that's how they are? Yeah, it, yeah. It, mm. it, it's they they use it as like a performance enhancing drug, and it's like it's actually an allusion to something like steroids. Or no, 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 liquid courage. It was like oh, yeah, liquid courage. Mm. He was drunk Alcohol, on it, you know. Uh, heroin. Yeah, Coke, dude, dude was drunk pick. and high, man. He was crossfaded. He was fucked up. He was lit. It's yeah. I also, I also like that when he's introduced and, and clearly after he's used this rabbit's blood, he, he goes like... <laughs> <laughs> he was doing cocaine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not an illusion anything, is it? Japan? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what did you guys think of the whole love triangle thing between Lagoshi, Haru, and Juno? Hated it. <laughs> Okay, first of all, how you gonna do my girl Haru dare you like this? Come on, man. Fuck you, Juno. You don't know her life. How dare hey, you? Hey, don't talk shit of Juno. She's the best. No. She got cucked. No, no one's gonna trash my girl Juno. She got cucked. Juno, she's a manipulative bitch, cunt you bag. Fucking cat burglar. You say she's a manipulative cunt bag, but let's talk about Haru for a sec. Yeah, hey, but she's Haru's always... a slut and she acknowledges it. I mean, I respect that she acknowledges it, but still. <laughs> Oh man, but her You're story slut, was but I so respect much. You. Her story was so good, though. I loved Haru's. Like at first, I didn't like her because of the whole slut aspect. But then, once you learn more about her, you're like, okay, I get. Yeah, it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Haru is fucking great. I really love her character. She's a good character. Then there's yeah. Juno, who is she's. I don't like Juno's this. Juno's great as well. She, I, I like her. She's like she's this fucking ambitious person who's like, no, I'm gonna be whatever it it entails because i honestly don't get it like i'm gonna be a b star i'm gonna get like i'm gonna get what i want no matter what and she's like she actually tries and like goes for it she 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 has no fear i don't know it's kind of a cool contrast to legoshi it was like she kind of does it by manipulating the people around her. i mean yeah yeah, i mean yeah yeah she's not i'm not trying like i'm not saying she's like uh, like necessarily a good person like goddamn she's a bitch but i don't know i kind of (laughs) it's Most of, actually, most of them are bitches. I think anyway. that's your lead-in right there, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so I get what you're saying. Like Juno as a character, it, she's a good contrast, right? She would be a good foil to Legoshi, but I just don't mm. like the fact that she denies what Legoshi wants to be, right? Like she, yeah. then that's the biggest problem because Legoshi wants to not be like Juno, you know, a pride wolf leading the pack who's going to become a yeah. B star and center of attention. Like that's why she contrasts, and that's why it doesn't make sense for her to like Legoshi because he's like, yeah, no, yeah. fuck like, that. I want to do what I want to do. By the end of the show, I totally, I totally get Legoshi and Haru's relationship. Just when Juno was first introduced, I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, by the end of the show, I'm like, yeah, there's, there's no way. But I still really like her character as a whole. <sighs> she, yeah, she'd be a good partner for like Louis or some shit. Mm. I mean. We'll see. Well, he disappeared not the fuck out of the show. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. <laughs> just um, fucking straight up vanishes, dude. 
but speak, but speaking of Louis, um, there's there's one episode where you actually get uh, a look back at Louis's like backstory and where he came from. How oh, fucking so sad good. was that? Yeah, it's so good. And I love how because his sad backstory opens up the other aspect of like, you know, child trafficking for becoming food. <laughs> like that's yeah, a real yeah. thing. It's like that would be in the society. I, I again, it's this over. Well, and how 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 good of a that's a good analogy for actual child trafficking in the real world. Yeah, like in the society where we have high tension because of the herbivores versus the carnivores, how it affects people in different stages in life, and how there's different aspects to it, you know. And then that we learn why Rui is Rui. I call him Rui. I can't call him Louis. Rui. (laughs) Rui. We learn why he's like how he is. You know why he's out looking for himself because. You know, when we find out he's sleeping with Haru, you're like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck? And he's being coddled by Haru because, like, she doesn't care that he's trying his hardest. She just, like, she's just there to, you know, give him fun time. Support him. Yeah. And it it just, there's so much character depth, you know? And when they give the backstory about, like, how he was adopted and saved from being eaten and why he fights for himself and why he won't stand out for anyone else but himself, like, it's good. It's good mm-hmm. character building, good character depth. Like we learn more about him as a person. Yeah, and mm-hmm. his, his his product number is literally branded onto him, so he can never get away from it. Yeah, but it's also such a fucking cool thing to see how he came from his from that fucking despicable origin, and how he slowly became this really strong and just a very charismatic and leading person, you know? Yeah, because, you know, his he, origin. because he starts off as an herbivore who is abused by everyone, and he's told to fight for his life by his savior, which he does. You know, he takes revenge, yeah. right? And that explains why he's like how he is. Like, he'll... that he, And that's why it explains why he hates uh, Legoshi, because he's like, you're a fucking carnivore who has the power, who doesn't use it for his own gain. Like, you're an idiot. Do you understand yep. how many people in this world wish they were like you? And it's like, oh, oh man, it's so good. Good contrast. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's, Holy shit, th- a good, a well-written we call, story and characters. Th- Holy this shit. This is what we call a foil in the business, boys and girls. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good, man. It's so well thought out and just so goddamn well executed, you know? Yeah, but and mm. it's also like it's also cool that there are also lighter moments, right, in the anime, mm. where um, the fucking chicken scene. Well, I, I will say this. Scene. I I will say this. There are way fewer light moments in the anime than there are in the manga. Yeah. Well, the the manga has like these cutaway like points to where it's like <laughs> slapstick comedy. All right, back to the story. Yeah, but one thing that I really like about the anime in comparison to the manga is that the anime is a lot more dramatic than the manga is mm. like, yeah, there's a lot mm. more tension and that has to partly in do in part to the music, you know, like because of how good the setting is done by the atmosphere and how they use the OST and the scoring to set up tension and stuff. Yeah. It makes it a mm-hmm. lot more dramatic than the manga, which is not a bad thing. Like, no, the source material isn't bad. The story is okay, but how it was like made in the anime made it way better like it 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 just flows way more naturally and better and it's i i will say that 
even though the story is serious, you do need those like those small breather moments from time to time to just to break up that tension. And probably the best example of that in this first season was the story of Legum and her eggs. That was funny. That bit is so good. Yeah, yeah, I love that bit. (laughs) And like the look on her face when she realizes he's not eating the egg salad sandwich. She's like, "What? What have I done? (laughs) My life is nothing." Yeah, she's like in this uptight, like, I stick to a very strict diet, I do exercise during this time, and my eggs are the best. <laughs> and it's just, it's funny. It's something that was completely unnecessary, but I appreciated it nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> I, I completely appreciated it, and like, I, I kind of hope we still, and, and there were other instances of it, but they were really short, usually like a, a small scene or a little cutaway where you kind of got a little chuckle out of it, uh, mostly because of Legoshi's social awkwardness. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. I love his interactions with Jack. I fucking love Jack. Oh, the they're the best. Oh, Jack, Jack is such a good uh, boy. Because he's a golden Jack. retriever, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good boy. He's such, I know. He's always worried about Legoshi. And it's just like, he's like, look, he's a good boy. I just I just wanted someone to pet him. I was like, Me oh, too. my boy. <laughs> my boy, Jack. <laughs> hey, John. Orewa Nawajak. <laughs> oh man, I can't. Also, I can't hear Jack without thinking about that now. Thank Jack, you, anime. Jack. Um, I guess. I, I guess. I, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say that I absolutely love how this show just lets it lets the characters just you know sit down and talk to each other for an, every now and then. Like a lot of the show is pretty much them just hanging around the school and talking to each other, and absolutely love that. And there's just I I, I love that one scene when Haru and Nagoshi are having lunch together, and there's this one there's this one shot of Haru like sitting there all chill and and it's like it's all fine, but then it cuts to like her just. In her instincts are just telling her to run away, run away. There's a wolf right <laughs> next to you. <laughs> just, uh, I just love it that the show lets the characters just, you know, breathe and talk yeah. to each other. And, it's letting uh, the characters tell the story. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking fun to watch is what it is. Um, Organic storytelling. It's, it is. And it, <laughs> yeah. it's, very, it's very real in a lot of parts. Like, a really good example of it is <laughs> after the whole Yakuza thing. Um, when which we can talk about that in a second, but I wanted to bring this up now. Um, when Haru and Legoshi are in the love hotel <laughs> and they're trying to have their like first experience together, how fucking real is that? Because everyone's first experience is awkward as hell. I mean, I haven't tried to eat her, so yeah, that was okay. It's not that awkward, but everyone's <laughs> everyone's first experience is going to be very awkward. That fucking moment where she tries to put herself in his mouth, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, that was Girl, so... I didn't know this was gore. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's that has to do with uh you know the uh the The instincts. In- yeah, Animalistic the instinct. instincts. You know, the, yeah. the, one of the main problems in this whole entire story was the whole herbivores are known as, you know, calm collected and small and weak, and carnivores are known as like apex predators who are always mean and trying to just kill each other and like when when we have that awkward scene where Legoshi and Haru are trying to figure out how to make it work for the first time, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she just tries to kill herself. By yeah, like how going... do I? Legoshi's like, how do I put my giant wolf peen inside your tiny body? Oh, yeah, stop. and it's just it's <laughs> well, it's a good um, 
allusion towards their not allusion. What's the word I'm looking for? Comparison. Yeah. To like racism and you know mm. classism because yeah that's the problems in the society right. Mm. Well, it's 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 pretty well illustrated throughout uh, like a lot of people say this is about racism and yeah you can certainly draw that conclusion i like to think it's more about classism and racism like the haves and the have-nots because throughout the course of the world building that takes place you kind of get the sense that it's way easier to be a carnivore in this world than it is an herbivore i mean like, the carnivores extent, seem to have it's... most of the wealth and they seem to have most of the like the high prestigious jobs yeah yeah the carnivores but, are the but... ones who can threaten violence right like yeah as we've but seen. it seems like that's very true but on the other hand you have like most society trying to like get everyone to be vegan and stuff like in school all of the food is is vegetarian pretty much mm-hmm. you know they, they're not gonna serve meat yeah they still they still which eat is a good, eggs which is a question I, which is a question i have where are they getting their meat from we're talking about at school in, at school they don't get meat they anywhere, get seafood anywhere where they're getting meat <laughs> Well, no, we uh, saw they, the black market. The black later. market, that's yeah. the whole point I of the know, black which implies that actual people are getting murdered. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's no, the we, had the, we had that old guy who was like, I'll sell you a finger for like $50,000. Yeah, $50, that's right. That creeped me out. Because oh, I could actually so see good. that happening in some backwoods in China. I really That was could. so good. And it's just, again, it's because of the, how the world is run. Like, we have the carnivores who can't deny their instinct, but we also have the herbivores who are in power who are like, look, you guys need to keep that in check because you're putting everyone at risk like we're trying to give you a chance but you guys keep inciting violence and you know making things your way like that can't be how society is run so that's why we even have the black market it's it's very interesting to see this Mm. yeah I don't know. I, For me that that just just reeks way more of classism than racism though, mm. because like it's so much about where your class is is where you're born like if you're born into a carnivore family in this world, you seem to have it way better off. That's more racism, though, don't you think? I, I would like to just point out that it's specious because yeah. these are species. <laughs> Speciesism, yeah, it kind <laughs> of is. Uh, because racism implies that they're all the same species. Trying to draw mm. like a direct correlation is pretty difficult. But yeah. it's basically about like the differences. But you can see the can comparisons. Experience. Yeah, because you know it's about differences, right? Like yeah. in this certain as in this specific scenario, it's about different species. You know, the carnivores, the herbivores, and all the ones in between. And we're following yeah. a main character who wants to break the mold, right? And he falls in love with a girl who wants to break the mold. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she talks about how people always fall in love with her because they think she's weak and small and needs protecting and. She's like, no, I don't want to, right? And that's why she sleeps with everyone because she's like, I just do what I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what makes me feel good? And she yeah. doesn't want to be known as, like, the weak person that needs to be taken care of. And that's it's just it's good storytelling. It is. Yeah. And also, then, like, speaking of that, like, I, like sorry, just oh, go, go a ahead. small thing. I just love how they portray how, like, other other classmates uh, trade Haru like in the first episode when the rest like when the other rabbits go and like gang up on her the harlequin oh, rabbit and the uh the harlequin yeah exactly I, I, like that whole portrayal of of like oh she's a slut this just felt real real for some reason yeah because Those fucking bitches <laughs> and it's the mean girls <sighs> yeah it's just it's super fucked up man yeah she didn't do nothing wrong she didn't do nothing well, I mean, she kind of she she could have said no to sleeping with guys, but 
it it just shows like she's not a perfect person. She understands that, and she like. But also like, they 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 do delve into it in terms of like she's she she has this this constant fear of well yeah I'm a rabbit any day now someone could just jump me and eat me just like hmm. Legosia almost almost like just fucking ki- killed her out of nowhere. So she's like, this yeah. is my way of just knowing that I'm alive, you know. Yeah. So like they. Oh, it's so fucking good. They just give her more depth, and that that's the same thing for most of the cast. It's almost like these characters are written well. They're complicated and real. Wow. Crazy, am I right? Crazy. Yeah, it is exactly. It's exactly what it's like. It, it is crazy. I would like to say though that um, all you you brought up a, the point that that Haru is is flawed. All of these characters have their own flaws yeah. and like things that hold them back and it, it's it's great to see except jack jack is perfect <laughs> jack is jack. a good boy <laughs> yes yes jack is a good boy uh where, where was i going with this i don't know oh, man <laughs> i don't know the, the one thing the one thing i do want to point out is that um the the story ended really well with the whole yakuza kidnapping thing that was a mm-hmm. really good way to end the season i think yeah and also has some intrigue. I mean, besides just knowing the kill, that whole again thing about their animal instincts of and Haru fucking shoving her head inside Legoshi's mouth. It's like, I wonder if that's a thing that's gonna be developed more. But we'll see. Well, because I, it I'm dives into the two. like the whole interspecies relationship relations. Yeah. Like it's looked down upon, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. even when it was interspecies and they're like herbivore with herbivore or carnivore with carnivore, people would be like, Oh, that's weird. You know? And that's how I, yeah. that's why I could see a direct correlation to racism like that, even though they're mm-hmm. species, but it's like for an herbivore to get with a carnivore, that's also super fucked up. And it's, you know, it was funny <laughs> and awkward, but it does show like incompatibility with these two different species, especially since they're herbivore and carnivore. Like there are certain yeah. hurdles that they're going to have to get past you know, to move on to the next step, which is cool. It's a, a little thing that, you know, hopefully they develop more in the future. Uh, you know, they get more into it and they explain it better. This is like a story that I'm I'm willing to stick out, you know? Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's actually a good place to end this spoiler cast, don't you? Yeah, it's been like an hour, man. Yee. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all it's there for dropping in to hour. listen to us. We we hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight everybody somebody touch a my spaghetti they're all animals <laughs> get your hands <laughs> off me you damn dirty ape <laughs> <laughs>